Robert Sapp here. Welcome to the Trinity Word Ministry Podcast. Thanks for joining. And as always, if you get a blessing out of this, please share it with family and friends. We'd love to spread the gospel as far as we can possibly spread the gospel. Today we're going to be reading from Romans chapter 7, verse 15. Starting with verse 15. For that which I do allow... For that which I do, I allow not. For what I would, that do I not. But what I hate, that do I. If then I do that which I would not, I consent unto the law, that is good. Now then it is no more I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, dwelleth no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good, I find not. For the good that I would, I do not. But the evil which I would not, that I do. Now if I do that I would not, it is no more the I that do it, but sin that dwelleth in me. Now this is from the writings of the Apostle Paul. And if anybody understood the law, it would have been Paul. Because, for see, for... God changed his name to Paul. It was Saul, and he was the one who persecuted and who went and arrested and killed the Christians, the heretics, as it was as they were thought back then. And they were uh, Saul was in charge of arresting people, and on his way to Damascus, he had a letter. They gave him authority to arrest the Christians there when he got to the city. But he was on the road to Damascus when Christ touched him and appeared to him and moved on him and touched him. And this is, this is later than that. But he said, the things that I do not want to do, I find myself doing. And the things that I want to do, I don't do. Now what? What is he talking about? The things that he didn't want to do, the going back under the man's law, going back into the, the, the ways of the world, he found himself doing, because that's what he didn't want to do. And always living a good, Christian, solid life, that's what he wants to do, but he finds that often he doesn't do it. Does this sound familiar? This, this message, this podcast, is for especially young believers, new in the faith, but it's for any of us that's ever struggled thinking, oh, well, we're not good enough. Well, I got news for you. We're not. We're not good enough. No way. There is nothing good in us. But when we have Christ, nothing in our flesh is good enough. But when we have Christ dwelling in us, then and only then we have the justification because of what he did on the cross of Calvary, not what we do, not our works, but what Christ did on the cross of Calvary. And often as a new convert, or often as a Christian, we will find ourselves failing. And then we, oh my gosh, I'm complete and total failure, nobody will love me. Well, Christ died on the cross for us. He died on the cross for our past sins, for our present sins, and and for our future sins. Now, That doesn't mean that when you come to know 
Christ and you accept Him as your Lord and Savior, that does not mean that you've got a license to go out and sin. No, that's not what He's talking about. But when you do mess up, and you will mess up, all of us do, you have an option, you have a, a recourse, you have a, an individual, he's still there, sitting at the right hand of the Father, make an intercession for you and I. He's still there. Every bit, he's still there. So no matter what we do, Christ is still there making intercession for us. We've just, once we mess up, we have to go back to him and say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive us. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to sin every day because you don't. You don't have to sin every day. Some people will even say, oh, you have to make 100 sins a day. No, there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to sin every day. But he's given us an option if we do. He's given us that option. He's given us that grace. He's given us that, that way out. No matter what, he's given us that way out. And when he gives us that way out, we need to accept that way. And we need, to, we need to go to him. And we need to see that he is giving us a way out. All of us. Every one of us. No matter how long we've served the Lord or how little we've served the Lord, we're all going to mess up. That's a given. And once you come to know the Lord... You know, it's, it's easy to sit, I've told my pastor and multiple pastors, you know, it's easy to get people to the, to the altar, but unfortunately that's where we leave them. We have got to do a better job as Christians of following through. We are, we are encouraged and we are told that we have to teach those that come up behind us. We are told that we must train up a child in the way it should go. We often use that, and rightfully so, as young children, babies, infants. We use it at dedication services. We use it everywhere. But there is another purpose for that scripture, train up a child in the Lord in the way it should go. We have to start looking at it as that as well. As the older Christians, we've got to start reaching out to the younger, newer Christians, and we've got to start showing them that, hey, yeah, life's going to throw you curveballs, but and, and, you know, Satan's going to ride you back. You get up from the altar, you leave the service, and the first thing that happens is, well, you didn't get nothing. God didn't save you. You're still the same person. Well, no, there has been a change made in you. And we've got to start understanding that. So, you know, we, we tell everybody, and we show everybody, and we, we talk about this right right living and how we're going to do this and how we're going to do that but the question is are you prepared are you prepared to withstand the onslaught of the devil no you're not you are not prepared you're not ready none of us are we've got to start reaching out to the children in the lord the young people in the lord We've got to start reaching out to them and saying, okay, now I've walked this walk, I've done this, I've done that. I'm here to help you in whatever capacity that I can. We've got to be willing to reach out to the young and stand with them shoulder to shoulder. Help bear their load. Help bear their, their burdens. Help bear whatever it is that they need. You know, pray for them. Pray with them. Coach them, train them, 
Raise them up as you would be raising up your son because, in effect, you are raising up your son or your daughter in the Lord. So as older Christians, and I'm not saying you, you, know, you can be 25 and still be an older Christian. You don't have to be an older physical age. It's how long have you served the Lord? What have you seen while you're serving the Lord? Paul clearly stated here that the things that he wanted to do, that he knew he should do, he didn't do. And the things that he didn't want to do, he did. Can a new Christian understand that? No, probably not. They think that they are a failure and that they have failed God and, and God's just going to turn them over. Let them go. Well, that's not the God I serve. That's not the God you serve. The God that we serve loves them. And he understands that we're going to make mistakes. Even the older Christians make mistakes. Because it's not the Christian, it's not the person, it's the sin nature. It's the sin that was brought into the world Adam and Eve's day. And it was Adam that brought the sin in. Not Eve, as we so like to point our fingers at. It was Adam in the Garden of Eden that brought the sin into this world. It's the sin nature. So we got to love the sinner but hate the sin. You say, well, I'm not supposed to hate. Well, you're supposed to hate sin. You can be angry and sin not. You can hate the sin that, that the person's in, but not hate the sinner. You've got to love them no matter what, and you've got to show the love of Christ in your life through them. It's not your place to condemn someone. It's not your place to tell them that they're going someplace where they shouldn't go. Now, you, you judge them, you coach them, you tell them, look, hey, you're on the wrong path, but you do it in love. You do it in, in godly love. Look, you know, you're, this is not where, show me in the scriptures where this action of yours is. Okay, you can do it that way. You can, there's ways of doing it. It's up to you as, and God how you do it, but it's up to you to do it. You are there but what I'm saying about not judging somebody how is it when when somebody looks at you and says yeah you're just doing it wrong you're just doing it move out of the way I'll show you how to do it. how do you feel and do you learn anything show them what they're doing talk to them counsel them but don't do it out of spite don't do it out of hatred don't do it out of malice do it out of love do it out of compassion. But show them what they're doing. When they step out of line, understand that you've stepped out of line. I've stepped out of line. There's times when I've said things that I shouldn't have said. There's times when I've done things that I shouldn't have done. But understand that, you know, that's being part of human. And God understood that. Another reason why he died on the cross for our sins. So as Paul said, the things that I do, it's because of the sin that's inside of me. It's the evil that's inside of me. You probably heard hundreds and hundreds of times that the sin nature has been plucked up by the roots. Well, if it had been plucked up by the roots, it wouldn't regrow. It's not. It's still there. It's just dormant. You're dead to it. 
And you can be dead to sin, yes. And you have life in Jesus. But if you feed the wrong thing, the wrong thing grows. Native American once said it this way. There are two wolves. There is a good wolf and a bad wolf fighting inside of you. And his son looked at him and said, well, grandfather, or his grandson looked at him and said, well, grandfather, how do you know which one wins? He said, which one are you feeding? Are you nourishing your spirit with reading and praying and seeking God? Or are you nourishing the sin by constantly going and doing things that you shouldn't do and saying things that you shouldn't say and being where you shouldn't be? If that's the case, you're, you're feeding the wrong one. So often we, we starve our spirit man because we just feed it on Sunday. Do this. Try to eat just once a week. Try to eat one day a week and then go without food for the rest of the time. You'll get hungry by at least the second or third day easily. Well, your spirit's the same way. And to be able to accomplish what Paul is talking about here and not letting the sin rise up in you by doing the things that you're supposed to do you have to feed the things that you're supposed to be feeding so get in your word get into prayer get into a conversation with god and let him lead and direct and guide you and until we meet again be careful take care of one another our heavenly father lord we thank you for this day we thank you for your many blessings upon our life lord for allowing us the opportunity to come once again into your presence into your throne room lord we ask that you'll touch and that you'll move on everyone that hears everyone that that is within the sound of this my voice lord that you'll touch those that hear this now or hear this later god we ask this in jesus sweet and holy name we pray amen guys take care